This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. You have returned to the Advanced Selling Podcast. This is Bill Kasky. Brian Neal. Good afternoon, Mr. Neal. Good afternoon, Mr. Kasky. Good to see you here. Seen any of that bailout money yet? No, but I heard, I've seen advertisements on my Facebook account <laughs> that tells too. me like, there were people holding that, checks. Where they, hold, they, they have checks up for whatever it is. You know, I saw that. $12,283. Someone told me the guy, uh, the, the new tax guy who didn't pay his taxes, <laughs> who's now in charge of all of our taxes, that yeah. guy. Oh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, Getner. A, a friend of mine in the real estate business told me that rumor is this: they're going to offer government money to private individuals to buy bad assets, yeah. which means you or I could actually get money from the government to go buy foreclosed properties and foreclosed. Wow. So. Wow. Well, here's I've got a, a yep. pet peeve about this whole thing. And, of course, other than okay. the fact that I just don't like the idea of government in our business. Agree. But I also know that um, you know it's, it's going to happen. But here's a couple things that I've heard over the past couple of weeks. You know, it used to be that when you threw around the word a billion dollars, yeah. you really had to give it some context and explain what a billion dollars meant. Right. You know, it's a thousand million, whatever. Yeah. And I remember back when I was in college is when the, the word billion first started to be thrown around a lot. Well, now the word trillion is yeah. thrown around a lot. Correct. And so over the weekend, I'm watching a little bit too much cable TV news, <laughs> and I hear two ways that someone is trying to explain what a bit what a trillion dollars is uh-huh. now i'm going to tell you what these are and you tell me if this really helps you understand what a trillion is okay first way was uh, some kind of an expert on msnbc or fox news he said let me tell you what a trillion dollars is it would be as if you made a million dollars a day starting the day jesus was born <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how long it would take? There's, you'd have to get a million dollars a day f- from the time Jesus was born up until the year 2710. Okay. And that would equal a trillion dollars. And so I'm thinking about that, thinking, I don't know if that really helps me okay. put into context. He was born, that was <laughs> December 25th, right? Of zero, zero. <laughs> right? That was 2,000 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Okay, so that was one that I thought was an awful way. And then there's the, the traditional way, the stacking dollars <laughs> method. Oh, <no. laughs> and, you, and this guy, swear to God, he said, if you stack a dollar bill end to end, it would go around the moon three times, circle around the sun, take a little detour to Saturn and back. And I'm like, the sun's 93 million oh, miles away. Thank you. <laughs> that now helps I me a lot. It. Okay. That's very, very funny. I was telling my wife, I said, you know, <laughs> what they ought to do is say a trillion dollars means every person on in the U.S. Write you, writes the government a check for $20,000. Yeah, everyone then gets I would that get real that. fast. Oh, that's, that's oh, hilarious. Oh my God. Very, so what, very funny. So in sales, I know we tell a lot of stories. Just make <clears> sure <throat> that the stories you tell are... Makes actually sense. do help the person yeah. instead of hinder it even more. Yeah. Now I got more. Well, okay, well, I got that. What's well, 93 million? How would you put that? To the moon. Now, one time around the moon. So that's about a billion five around the moon, right? Okay, I got that. It's very, very funny. Oh, so my mind is in the star, in the galaxies, cir- yeah. making circles around the moon and it's Mars. Like a, I heard, heard a comedian one time say, what did they, how did they used to describe hail before they had golf balls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so true. What's this podcast about? Oh, selling. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it's it. Here we good. go. Enough for rant. Enough we're, rant. We're on uh, part two of a two-part series, right? Last uh, week, we released our first uh, part of uh, our 12 competencies, correct, for 2009 that you must have. Now, there's a place you can go get this on the internet, right? This downloadable yep. document. What is that? 
It's uh, 2009salescompetencies.com. Yep. Now, we uh, 2009 sales comp the, the number is 2009 sales competencies.com. This is probably be That's probably a lot of sales competencies, been, isn't it? 2009. It is 2009. <laughs> yeah, if you stretched all of our sales competencies <laughs> end to end, <laughs> it would from go the from time here Jesus was to born. Poseyville, Indiana. We've had a lot of action, if you will. Action, that's a word we Speak say for yourself. Here, but yes, go on. Well, no, <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. Uh, around this idea of 2009 sales competencies. And so we were inviting our podcast people to go download it. It's free, correct? Yes. And uh, we're going to give you, we're give there are 12 competencies we have in the book. We're giving you three last, we gave you three last time. We're giving you three more today, and then you'll have to get the book to get you the You do a quick six, review so. of what we did last week? Yeah, sure. What did Just we in do? case people yeah. didn't hear it. Go back to uh, iTunes or to your favorite podcast catcher and yep. get them. But uh, number one was you really have to be a message maven. You have to be really good at understanding your message and delivering your message to prospects these days. Right. Number two, you've got to be competent at process control. Yeah. And in this case, we're talking about sales process. You've got to understand how people make decisions and how your process works and stick to it. Number three, you've got to be a master storyteller unlike the 93 million, billion, trillion to the moon and back. You've got to be a master storyteller. You've got to be able to tell stories of how other people are using your product and service, what kind of results or benefits they've received from it. But don't just make it about claims and opinions. Tell a story. Be able to weave a story. That's very, very good. Very good. So three this week, we're going to go through three more competencies. Then you can go to 2009salescompetencies.com, get your other one, and away we go. Ready? Ready to go. Should I read all three, and then we'll come yeah, back one at a time? Yeah, let's do all yeah. three. Okay, number one is we must be a problem finder, problem finder. And then, number two, if we find problems, Bill, we have to do what? We have to solve them. Have, have to, to solve fix them. them. Yeah, so we got to be a, what is it? Fix that? Fix that. Fix that. So number two, we have to be a problem solver. Number one, problem finder. Two, a problem solver. And number three, this is really, really important right now, in my opinion, we have to be new business initiators. Mm-hmm. New business initiators. So let's go back. Let's start at number one, be a problem finder. What do we mean by that when we... Tell our listeners here to be a problem finder in the sales process. Well, I think the most important thing there is the distinction we make between finding problems and solving problems. And I think most of us are pretty good at solving problems once they are revealed to us and once the prospect tells you that they have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that many times you walk, you go into a, a prospect's office, first, first meeting or first part of the sales cycle, and they really don't know if they have problems. Yep. So that's why we say that finding problems is a, is a real critical competency, not just in 2009, but from this point forward. And the reason is, is because people don't sit around all day thinking about the problems they have with certain parts of their business. Right. But when you walk in and do your thing and diagnose these things, you've got to be skilled at finding out what their problems are, even in an, in an environment sometimes where they don't want to tell you. Did my voice get a little high there? <laughs> they don't want to tell you, I'm telling you. The challenge with problem finding that I find with my clients and with new, especially new clients is it is very, very difficult, if not impossible, to find problems with a prospect if you are there to try to get a deal. Yeah. And so this problem finding idea from an inner game standpoint to us starts with our intent. That's and right. that is that no part of us, when we go there to show up, should be there to try to get something. Amen, bro. When we do that, here's what occurs. I just had this happen on a, a training call about 30 minutes ago. When we show up to try to get a deal or we're looking for a deal or a transaction to take place, sometimes the problems that people have aren't directly related to what it is that we do, right? 
we may we may go into an, to a, a prospective new client to talk about sales things, and their biggest problem might be their their AR their accounts receivable is stretched out to ninety days where it should be at you know, forty five minimum. They've got a cash flow issue, right? I can brush over that on one hand and say, well, we don't do anything for AR, or I can say, you know what? We actually work with an accounting firm here in Indianapolis. It's a very very well known accounting firm. They've got uh, some really good expertise around shoring up cash flow and inventory management. Can I put you in touch with them? as part of the number two, solving the problem. Mm -hmm. Once I do that now, I've number one, demonstrated that I care about their business from a global perspective, not just about their sales stuff. Uh, And two, I probably made a friend. I probably made a friend in them as a client friend is what I mean by that. So if you show up to try to get a deal, you're probably going to miss a problem that they will tell you and you're gonna do the wrong thing with it. So make sure when you show up to people that you show up without intention of uh, getting anything. Yeah, and I would even say to that one that, you know, maybe an AR problem is not one we can solve. But what was the cause of the AR problem in the first place? Could it That's have been good. that that bad something, deals. yeah, bad deals or bad something, deal. yeah. something that is possible for you to solve was the original cause of that problem? But if you sell enterprise-wide software, you're always going to think that all of your problems the prospect has have to be around enterprise software. They don't. No. Nope. Nope. You've got to understand how your value and the problems you solve show up in different parts of their business. And if you get very too focused, uh, and I know you want to be a little focused, you don't want to know if he's got labor issues in a plant in Poseyville. Is that where it Poseyville, is? yeah. If you're selling enterprise software, but but don't before you say, no, that's not what I do, make sure you understand the cause of the problem because many times the cause you can help them with. It's very, very good. Be a problem finder in this market there's a lot of pain and problems oh right my now. gosh this should be easy. this should be like pick, simple taking you know what from you know Step what back yep that too candy baby <laughs> okay so we find one so we find a problem there's one here's one i got one for you fix this pal <laughs> fix this i got a check for you eh? be a problem solver this isn't to us presenting or creating or selling or stuffing someone full of a bunch of specifications or the uh, a whole enchilada thing that you do. To us, the problem-solving aspect starts first with something that's very, very specific, meaning they've got some particular issue that whatever we bring to them looks like it's made for them as opposed to being a carte blanche, shall we do this for everybody sort of thing. Well, I think that's right. And <laughs> there is a consumption problem, too, since we are somewhat all overwhelmed by life and business and emails and all that that you have to help the customer consume the knowledge of how you will solve the problem. And if you just say, well, simple, we'll do A and we'll do B and then we'll do C and then we'll do D and then you go all the way to Z and you do it all in one without taking a breath, I think that doesn't really help the prospect make a decision. So make sure when you're telling someone how you're going to solve it that you are conscious of how one consumes knowledge and wisdom and data and put it in a format they can understand. Yeah, it's very, very good. Uh, the, the other piece of advice I would give our listeners who are talking about presenting solutions, we've talked about this before on past podcasts and with our clients, is make sure that you present solutions in the way of alternatives. Number one, it shows, and please demonstrate this, that you've, you've, you've given a little bit of thought where you've engineered a couple different alternatives that involve you. And then one alternative is always to, Bill? Do, do nothing. nothing or do it with someone yeah, else. Exactly. So that always needs to be included in there. 
And what I found is when you lay alternatives out on a piece of paper for people, they, they have buy-in into the process, and they will direct you where you should go as opposed to us directing them. Yeah, so good. It's very nice. So Be a Problem Finder was uh, the fourth one. Problem yep. Solver was the fifth one, Yep. Uh, counting back to the first podcast on this. And then the yep. sixth one is be, a, be competent, be skilled at new business initiation. New business initiation. This, is that this, like initiation, this, like a fraternity? Is that what that is, Brian? Hey, huh? February 17th. February 17th. Is what? It's my initiation date into my beloved fraternity. Fraternal <laughs> You're order still, of men. still hanging on to that, huh? Still hanging on to that. Still hanging on to all those funny games we used to play. 37 years ago, <laughs> February 17th. Let's see. New business initiator. What does that mean? Does it mean to make a bunch of cold calls? Nope. Means uh, if I we made twenty so. cold calls when the market's good, I make forty when it's bad. <laughs> I'll initiate some new business. No, here's what this means. Because I'm sure a cold call works so well when they the do. market was good. It so always works leverage. better. Things that don't work when the market's good always work better. They do, the don't they? <laughs> Let's go do more of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's our problem, fellas. Yeah, new business initiator. This, this to me, number one, I guess the symbols I can say it is to be out there and be present in your market. Be someone that's around a lot. I'm working with a client right now who I mentioned to you at lunch is really, really good at um, using the tool LinkedIn, which mm -hmm. is something a lot of our listeners I'm sure are familiar with, as a way to initiate new business. Now, to me, the, the be out there means that I go talk to, to lots of different people within my industry, not just end users and clients. Right. I want to get perspectives of other vendors, of people that have this relationship with my ideal client that uh, I don't compete with. Anyone I can to gather knowledge and information, I use that knowledge and information to go out and have robust conversations. It's one of my There's favorite a word for it. words, robust. But I think back to uh, when we had uh, the sales diva on our podcast here a yeah. few times, a few months ago. Uh, she's doing a blog that you recommended she set up. So that's a way for her to be in the market. Direct she, mail diva. I'm sorry, direct mail diva. Direct mail yeah. diva. The sales diva is someone else. Stephanie, it is. Yeah, yeah directmaildiva.com. <clears throat> is there a podcast diva? Actually, a lot it's of Brooke our. Green. Uh, she, I just met with a direct mail diva, Stephanie, and she said a lot of our listeners are actually starting their own blogs and emailing them to her and asking for her advice. Are they really? Yeah, she was Good. really excited about that. Well, we sent out a lot of those blog uh, PDF reports. So yeah. if you want to get that, Good. just I think we said go to list, uh, send an uh, email to listener at advanced selling podcast and put in blog Whoa. report. And we've got another client who is doing a podcast and he is out in fact he just stopped by to borrow something from us he's a local person he's going to a conference he's going to interview 15 subject matter experts for his podcast that he does once a week yep. and so now he not only is talking to the end user like he say he's in the middle of the market he's in the middle he's in the know yep he is and he's in the know and so what's going to happen when he's in the know well prospects he changes when he's in front of a prospect now he can say you know i was talking to john smith who's a ceo of some some, some consulting and he was telling me that there's an agency in dallas that does exactly that so yeah. he's now is a resource you can't be a resource if you don't read don't write don't don't talk to people. Don't talk to people. That's right. Exactly. If you sit so, and make cold calls all day, that yeah. is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. So, I like that a lot. I think that's that's a new that's the new age of prospect. Yeah. P people that listen to our podcast will tune into this. People that don't listen to our podcast will continue to make more cold calls. They're idiots. Go to uh, 2009 salescompetencies.com. Download the complete ebook. It's about 50 pages. We're giving it to you free. Yep. I think we're asking you for your first name and email address so we can uh, send the book to you. Yep. Uh, if you want to um, get access to that blog PDF, send us an email at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com with the words blog in the subject line. And the third thing is, third site, is go to Ask Bill and Brian. 
com. We're going to come back next week and pick up on some of the questions that yeah. we've been asked. Got some great questions. Most of the questions are around slowdown, economic times, climate, things like that. Yeah. But uh, they all have slightly different twists, so we'll get back to that next week. Good stuff. See, See you then. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.